Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Mount of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here remotely. Um, we are on Zoom today. Uh, yours truly had a football game to coach, so we're doing this kind of a little bit off schedule, but that's okay. Mike is a trooper, like you said, best co-host in the biz, so he's helping me out while I hopefully don't lose my voice throughout this podcast. So we're going to make do with what we can. Uh, we've got a little show for this week, you guys. we got Crown Jewel, obviously talking the big Roman Reigns, Logan Paul match, and the fallout from that. We've got college football in spades with all the shifting and the moving, the losing, the winning, and everything else um, going on there. we got the NFL trade deadline. We've got a bunch of Lions news, um, and we're also going to be talking uh, some college basketball today. So lots of stuff to go over this week, guys. So let's just jump right in, Mike. Let's start with Crown Jewel. You know, we kind of like to either start or end with our shows with professional wrestling for you wrestling fans out there. So let's start hot. Let's talk Crown Jewel first. Um, you know, a little bit of speculation. This show may not have even gotten underway due to some worldly things going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, that's not the case. Everybody got home safe from what I read. Uh, and this was a solid show. I wouldn't say this is anything crazy. Um, I think it was a above average crown jewel type show though like mm-hmm. uh, for these shows in particular i thought this was an above average um saudi or a big overseas random show that they do in a r- random country yeah i think i think on a <clears throat> curve yeah this was a, a above average so uh, yeah. above average show yeah. i think on a normal scale as average of a show, I think, as you can get. Yeah, yeah, and we'll kind of get into why. I thought there were some really big highlights in this show, and then the yeah. rest of it was very forgettable. So it was yes. kind of one of those things where, like, either something stuck out to you a lot, mm-hmm. or you're just like, oh, that was a raw. Okay, cool. Yeah, basically. They were, like, either a really good pay-per-view style match, or, like, it could have been on Monday Night Raw, and yeah. no one would think twice about it. <laughs> yeah, so kind of how that works. But let's get into it, Mike. Let's start. Let's yeah. start hot here. Uh, so we open the show with uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, this is the only match I didn't watch because yeah. I thought the show started at 11. <laughs> I was out at 11, so I was yeah. like, I'm going to miss folks' show. Yeah. I turned on at 12, yeah. and I only missed this match. I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch the rest. Yeah, so, I mean, I watched it. It's not a very long match, so you blink. Uh, six minutes. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, I definitely think there's more on the on the bone here, more meat on the bone for this for this feud for sure. Um, they did the whole Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Survivor Series 96 finish, or for your, for your historians out there, the Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, WrestleMania 8 finish, uh, where, you know, the one guy's got the other guy in his submission hold, his finish, and then the, and then Bret goes up, kicks his feet on the top turnbuckle, goes back, the guy doesn't let go of the, of the submission hold, and he gets the three count, right? So um, kind of a, kind of a, Easy finish to do, right? Because it's like, okay, Brock kind of pulled one over on him. He had him in the hurt lock. Bobby Lashley can come out and say, I had Brock, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to give up. Like, he didn't beat me. I beat myself, that kind of thing. But at the same time, knowing that Brock was kind of the baby face in this match just because the crowd was super excited to see him, I thought overall this was fine. Not not anything great. I think they've had better matches, and I expect better matches uh, coming up in the future. Yeah, this match was given a – 4.75 out of 10. So that seems about, I mean, it's only six minutes. How, how can you get yeah. it? Any, yeah. The yeah. cage match doesn't let you vote on a match if it's under five. Yeah. So it like just hit that mark of like, I guess you can vote on it, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know your shit. Right. right. Yeah. So next up, we had uh, damage control, Dakota Kai and Hero Sky defeating Alexa Bliss and Asuka to win the Women's Tag Team Championships. And the, those are the titles that they just lost on Monday night. Um, this match and the title changes, I think, were strictly to have a title change on this show. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, you can't miss these shows because you never know what's going to happen. It's kind of a volatile scene with the tag division right now. I thought this yeah. match was pretty good. They gave them a ton of time. Yeah, um, like about 13 minutes. I yeah, that I felt that it felt longer than that to me. It did, um, yeah. Uh, I, thought this, I thought this match was good. Um, teasing the Alexa Bliss connection to Bray Wyatt again, um, mm-hmm. getting the tag titles back on who I really feel like should be the tag champ for a hot second here. Yeah, uh, no issues with this match. It's okay. Once again, yeah. perfect. This would have been once again another. This is a perfect example of it would have been a great Raw main event. Yes, but it was yeah the second match on this. Yeah. Next up, we had uh, the Steel Cage match. We had uh, Drew McIntyre. Karrion Cross with Scarlet. 
um, with 13 minutes, so nine seconds longer than the women's tag match. Yeah. Um, and Drew McIntyre gets the win. Uh, the ending of this match was uh, poopy. Kind of poopy. They yeah. locked the Didn't cage like door, it. and Didn't Drew like said, it. "All right, I guess I'll just climb over." And then yeah. he climbed and over and won. Yeah, and nothing I, happened after that. I, I don't understand the. I felt like it was like, how can we add another three minutes to this match? <laughs> yeah, no okay, we'll just have you climb well, over. And say, you know, water. and some backstory, right? Drew going overseas, super sick, right? He's got the flu or something like that, so he's probably pooping his pampers all the way there and all the way back. Um, so he wasn't feeling great, but they got the match in the ring. Um, yeah, this feud is kind of poopy right now. Um, Cross is not, I don't feel like Cross is coming across the screen the way um, I'd like him to. I think he does not, I think he looks for the gimmick of like, he's like this cerebral, like this mercenary type guy who's kind of crazy at times. He comes way too clean and prepared. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing rugged about him. There's mm-hmm. nothing where you're like, man, he loves tape fists, you know, and he just beats the crap out of you. His arsenal is not hard hitting outside of that forearm thing that Will Ospreay is like, hey, bro, that's my finish. Um, you know, yeah, one of his three, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, it just, it, it was okay. I don't understand, too, why, like, the whole, like, Scarlet going up on the cage when Drew was about to get out, and she's like, no. And he's like, okay, I guess no. And then he goes back down, I was like, screw this lady. Who the hell cares? Yeah, just drop um, on her. Just yeah, exactly. Her. Yeah, just kick her. She'll catch her fall, yeah, honestly. Kick the cage, she'll fall off. Yeah. Um, this was clearly, let's just get Drew a win. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it. But I thought this match, I think, objectively, is probably the worst match on the card. Um, considering the work rate that both those guys could technically have, um, I did not think this match was very good at all. No, I did not think either. Yeah. Um, but speaking of on the opposite side, we had the six man tag match. Oh, yeah. Which I think was pretty good. Yeah. We had the Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Finn Balor yes. defeating the OC, AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. I, now, think, I think what's more noticeable than anything is the fact that they actually acknowledged that they were all part of the Bullet Club. Yeah, saying Finn Balor was the original leader of the book yeah. was like the wildest thing ever. Yeah, I was like, I can't believe we're actually going here. I mean, and that's the thing. I think Triple H is like, everybody knows. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just talk about it? Yeah, so I guess I guess my biggest question that comes out of this match yeah. is... Um, why is, did you bring a, a woman to counter Rhea Ripley? Because she keeps interfering in all their matches. Well, the last well not weeks. that, but that, that, <laughs> that could be a very valid question, but not, yeah. not exactly that. Is, is Survivor Series... Raw versus SmackDown, or is it War Games? Because I think if it's War Games, yeah, it's I feel War like games. this is... Yeah, but like, is it like instead of the traditional tag match, is it like, mm-hmm. are you doing Raw versus SmackDown just in War Games, or are you doing like how NXT did it, where you get like a feud going into War I Games? I would assume it's a feud. Because I would assume. If, I, then I would assume that this is going to be your War Games match. Yeah. I mean, I if it's not Raw versus SmackDown. The OC would probably go over there. And that's I think I, I would assume the OT gets Ed involved. And you get those four, and then Judgment Day. It's another guy. Yeah, it's another guy or something. I I would say they need to bring back somebody, or maybe they get a uh, get another woman that can be involved in it somehow. But I feel like this is like very like war games esque, like rivalry kind of leading into it. Absolutely, like the fact that Judgment Day got the win here. Rhea Ripley is the most perfect person for Mm -hmm. this faction. She is fantastic. Yeah. Um, her interactions with Dominic Mysterio makes me want to watch Dominic Mysterio because I've never wanted to before <laughs> this. Um, you know, where she's kind of got like a little bit like of a spell on him a little bit, you know, with mm-hmm. the, the talking into his ear and stuff. I love that. Um, she's a difference maker, right, on the outside. She's so much equalized. She got involved here. It does make the OC kind of look dumb where they're like, hey, she's interfered now three straight times in three singles matches. And we're thinking, we're not, we're good. We're just not going to bring anybody to yeah. kind of keep her distracted. That's a little rough, um, but I thought this match was good. Ju- I thought Judgment Day needed to win here too because mm-hmm. you're really trying to. If you're going to establish those guys and try to make Finn like a main event guy, you got to give some wins behind them that were worth something. Yeah, yeah. No, I think this is more important that they win <clears throat> than the OC winning because I, I don't think I don't know if the OC is going to be like a thing. I don't like think a, so. Long term, yeah. Like long term, like I think I think the Judgment Day is like a multi year thing. Yeah, I think the OC is like we come together if need be, but yeah. mostly we're just a single or a tag team. And can we just change? Can we change the name to the OC too? Like now that we've acknowledged that the Bullet Club exists, I'm not saying call it Bullet Club because you can't do that. But wait, what do you mean change the name to? 
No, I'm saying like, cause the, like the name itself, like the whole reason why they're all oh, were the original club, right. To kind of like wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to just, can we just call it something else now? Or can we like, add? Oh, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. before they were only calling themselves that because they were trying to acknowledge the fact that they were in a faction. But now yeah. that WWE is like, yeah, they're on the bullet club. It's like, yeah, that, okay, that's cool. just like give them an actual like exactly. Can we just give them a new name? thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or just call them Gallows and Anderson and AJ Styles. And AJ Styles, right? Like the yeah. OC just sounds like a bad TV show on Fox, which is what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Lost all those fans that watched the OC on Fox. Exactly. So that's exactly. tough. That's fine. The four of them I can go with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up, next up, we had the match that I thought was going to just be like worst thing ever. Yeah. Turned out to not be the actual worst thing ever. Yeah. We had Braun Strowman. We had Omos. Big, big, big men yeah. just beating each Didn't other up. Long. Didn't go nope, long. Seven, seven minutes. Yeah. And then and Braun Strowman it. got the win. Yeah. Omos kicked Braun Strowman's ass for about six and a half. Strowman counters, hits a power slam, and we're outie. But yeah. as what they could do, thought Omos looked like he's never... I think Omos looked the best he's looked in a singles role today yeah. in, the, in that match. Uh, Braun did a really good job of being like, man, I'm huge, but this dude's a different level huge. Uh, and but the, I still think the bigger star got the win, so I, I really don't have any issue with it, honestly. I think he's, yeah. I think he was I, good for both sides. I was gonna say, I think for the thing given, it's like the best it can be. The ceiling's exactly. like ceiling's it, like a five out of ten, but I think it hit that like five out yeah, of ten. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because they didn't keep it too long. They didn't drag yeah. it out for twelve. If this was a twelve minute match, this match would have sucked. Yeah, but they didn't do that, which is good. Mm-hmm. They understand the role. Let's just get in, get out. It's two big gargantuans colliding. Who's going to yeah. come out? It's not going to supposed to last long. I do think. I think the one like one big positive I'll give the show is all mm-hmm. the match times. Yeah, I think are like accurate to what yes. the like, match is yeah. bringing. The except level, maybe, right? Except maybe this next one mm-hmm. because we have the Usos taking on the Brawling Brutes. Yeah, and only at ten forty-five. This one I think may could have gone a little longer. Yeah, I think the Depending, reason why but, it didn't, and I think they hurt themselves a little bit, even though they're like technically the winner of this match faces the New Day, nobody mm-hmm. in the right mind, you're not going to advertise the New Day for a tag title shot and not have the Usos in there. It makes yeah, sense. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think they kind of hurt themselves a little where they're like, okay, no one in their right mind really thinks that the Usos are going to lose here. Mm-hmm. We're waiting on this big SmackDown match against the New Day, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Um the, I think they hurt themselves. So I think I think they were smart in this regard of saying, you know what, maybe let's just give them a solid, good, action-packed 10 minutes and make the Brutes look good, but the Usos escape, and we're out the door. Yeah. So yeah. So Usos get the win, and they take on the New Day. The new this, day. this Friday. Is it this Friday? I believe so. Yeah, I believe okay. So. That'll be a big one. If the New Day win, I'm going to be upset, just so we're clear. <laughs> I'm going to be upset. Yeah, I can't. I think, uh, I think that would be a multi-match thing, though. They probably end up with the New Day winning via you know, like Sami you know Zayn interviewing or something. They but. should have it to the point if they really wanted to, have, like similar to Roman, why not have the Usos hold the tag titles till Mania? You have know, that, you know, have that New Day Usos match at mm-hmm. Mania. That'd be awesome. I, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you, but I think uh, I saw somewhere on Twitter that yeah. so like uh, one of the Usos, whichever one, was like hurt. Mm. Or something, and they said, "What if they three bird it to Sammy, and yes. Sammy's the one that loses it?" And I'm like, oh, "That yeah. would be awesome." No, what everyone should like, do is Jeff J and Sammy because they don't because they don't like each they other, don't like right? each other, yeah. and then have that miscommunication. That's a great way to get the titles off them. I think, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later on when we talk about it. I think there's more in store for Sammy Zayn than the eye here. I I'm just saying. I I mm, let, let's let's get there though. Yeah, we'll get there. We got one more before that one. Yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair, Bailey, with uh, 20 minutes, 30 seconds votes for the Raw Women's title, last man standing match, or last woman standing match. Yeah. Um, this match was actually, now, I, I'll come out and directly say I don't like last man woman standing matches generally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't think, like, I think the big thing about wrestling is, like, like a one, two, three, oh, they kick out at two. Yeah. I feel like the last man standing doesn't really. It's hard. Like standing up at nine is not mm-hmm. as exciting as kicking out at two after a big move kind of thing. Hey, Michael Cole tried screaming his head off. He tries, but feel, it, yeah. it just doesn't. It just doesn't feel the same. Right. So uh, that's the only reason it's bad. But overall, I thought the match was really, really well done. Yeah. Um, I thought a lot of Bailey strong too with the finish. I thought the, ba- mm-hmm. the finish was kind of cheesy, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you're like, you don't want to make it look like Bianca dominant. This clearly is still going right. The feud is still going to keep going, right? Yeah. 
you left the out for Bailey to be like, you didn't incapacitate, you didn't knock me out, you didn't stop me, you just rigged it. You kind of, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, a, they kind of, they kind of did the scene of Batista. Yes, uh, taped his, tape his legs together. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, in that regard, I thought the finish was at least creative enough to leave Bailey out. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think Bailey needs to be the one to beat her for it, though. Yeah, I can't. I think the only other, like, you could do a Charlotte or Sasha come back and beat her. Yeah, right. But I'd be really upset if Sasha came back just like Becky did and just, like, beat her in 10 seconds. Yeah, that so, doesn't make any sense to me. And Charlotte would do the same thing. So, like, yeah. I prefer yeah. Bailey because I know Bailey would give her a real match with it. Well, and Bailey then, too, with Charlotte. the faction and everything, I think it just makes sense, right? Let's let's have her beat, beat Bianca. Right now, they've all got the titles. And now, okay, we're going to have a little three, four-month run here and. Yeah, see what happens. Just add some validity to the faction. Yeah. All right. Main event time here, Rob. Yep. I know that's one that we want to talk about. So we kind of zip through these. Yeah. To I get mean, to this bad boy. Yeah. Um, WWE title, universal title match, Logan Paul. <laughs> Logan Paul. Yeah. Roman Reigns. I think I think the first thing I want to acknowledge with this one, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I, yep. I feel like we might be on the same. Is yeah. Logan Paul the best celebrity wrestler? Wow, um, because I like he he, he was really good, yeah. and I think and here's the thing is it, maybe you had like a one off that was really good. Mm-hmm. But who has who come in three times and, and put well. on three really good matches? I, I'll, I'll give you that. A lot of times, right, we don't get like like offense, I'll say but, I'll say like Pat McAfee is really good. does a great job. Yes, absolutely. But I would say like he was in yeah. war games the one time. Like he's like he's on three singles matches, mm-hmm. and or, all three of them I would I would rewatch. I I give it to you honestly. I can't think of somebody else who like took to it like this like. You know, mm-hmm. Lawrence Taylor had a good had a good match, right? Like, yeah. um, Dennis I think there are Rob, people, yeah, people had, have come in and had like one, like, yeah, oh, that was really good. Ollie. But you know? here's the difference too, though, is that and and this is something I, I watched this, you know, with my girlfriend and her sister, and she was like, I can't stand Logan Paul, and I was like, I get, it. I know, I, 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 I know understand. people who hate Logan Paul, yeah, too. right. But I will say this: I go, but you know what? To his credit, he's taking this very seriously. He, oh, is, he is actively yeah. putting in the time, and he is training the right way. He's already an athlete, right? Which helps quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but he's taking it seriously. He's actively trying to be like, how do I get better? I want to be a, a player in this. Yeah. Um, I would say the the yeah. thing that really got me to be like, maybe yeah. he is like, the two splashes that he did. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen more perfectly landed. Well, he blew out his knee halfway through the match and he kept going. Yeah. And That's it was crazy. probably on the table spot, right? Is I think so. It was either that or I thought it, it might I thought looking back on it, it might have been when he did that slingshot flip into a oh, the buckshot line. thing. Yeah. yeah, where I was like, maybe he kind of tweaked it there and just like yeah. when he planted, he went, uh oh. I couldn't yeah. tell though, because then he mm-hmm. did the di- he did a clear dive over on well, the Usos. That's what again. I mean. Yeah, so he did the dive on the Usos. <laughs> he did the, the frog splash in the ring to get the Roman on yes. the two to half one. And I was like, he was landing these like yeah. as perfect. Like you could yeah. be like, this is exactly where I want you to lay it out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he landed exactly where it had to be both times. No, I was like, I was they, really impressed. They did a great job with this. You know, I, I was I was totally on board with the mm-hmm. with the booking of this match, right? The the punch and everything else, right? Like Roman did such a great job of the selling with that when he got hit. He was like, oh my gosh, that was crazy, you know. And yeah. immediately countered, right? Just all the little things like that. I thought this was so well done. Credit to everybody involved. Um, there was the right decision. Um, I. You know, Conrad Thompson, you know, who does all the rest of the wrestling podcast, right? He made the pitch to have Paul Heyman turn on Roman to have mm-hmm. Logan win the title and then drop it at Survivor Series. I vehemently disagree with that no. um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but if it, was for, here's, if it was for one title, here's, I think you can have an argument. But here, Here's my thing about, about celebrities in this case. If Logan Paul is going to make a run at this where he's going to be a semi-regular appearance guy... Mm-hmm. You can build to that kind of moment, right? Yeah. But in, in my case, right, like I, I've always thought of it like when WCW did the David Arquette thing, and they are not comparable in the slightest, by the way. Logan Paul is a, tr- is a real athlete, right, who is who is legitimately taking – and they, David Arquette took it seriously, and he didn't want the title, but circumstances, whatever. Yeah. If you're going to do that, don't do it with the world championship. You can do it with any other championship, and you can get away with it because it's a, oh, okay. They do it all the time with legends and all that other crap. Ric Flair and Roddy Piper winning the world tag titles. You, you're going to tell me right now they're the best tag team in the world? No, of course not. But it's a moment where you go, hey, look at that. That was cool. Mm-hmm. It gets the headlines, and then a week later they drop the title. 
Logan Paul um, beating Seth Rollins, you know, because Ali cost him the title because they're feuding or whatever like that, and he holds it for a month. That is something that I can take and I can digest and go, okay, that's cool, because then he's got the title on his shows. He's got the title on the social media. People want to see the rematch, all that stuff. You don't do it with your world championship. It just doesn't make sense. You don't have these secondary titles for nothing. Use that to your advantage because then you go out and say, yeah, he's a former U.S. champion or intercon or whatever. You have that to your time. You don't do that with your world championship. I don't care if Roman just won the title yesterday. You mm-hmm. do not do that with your world championship. So um, all that being said, this was great. Uh, this was a phenomenal match. I, I, he, he did blow his knee out. So he tore his MCL and his meniscus. I, I think it was MCL, ACL, and meniscus. I think Gross. It was um, so he's going to be out for a little bit. At least a year, probably. Yeah. Um, but this is great. Th- this really was – this was great. Um, going back to the Sami Zayn thing, though, for just a second. Yeah. You think they're bo- You think they're going to have Sami beat him? Do you think at the end of this whole thing, it's not Cody? Because he- he- let, me- let me pitch this. Let me pitch this scenario in my mind, okay? Okay. Royal Rumble comes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let's just say Cody's even in it. Right. Yeah. And people are like, oh man, Cody's gonna win the rumble, you know, surprise entrant. He's number one. Let's just say yeah. whatever. Sami Zayn's number 30. Mm-hmm. And everyone, you know, the Usos are in there, everybody, you know, and you know, Sami Zayn, I'm gonna win it, you know, I'm gonna win it for you know for the tribal chief and all that stuff, right? I'm gonna prevent Cody and everybody else winning. And somehow, some way, Cody and Seth Rollins eliminate each other, right? And Sami Zayn's just left in the ring. And he doesn't even, and no one even realizes what the hell just happened, and he wins the rumble. And now you've got this inner turmoil of like, well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna challenge for the title, right? You're 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 an honorary oos, right? Or you are an official oos now, right? Like mm-hmm. all of that. And then at the end of it, right, Sammy de- pulls off the unthinkable, right? Turns massive baby face, right? Everyone's super behind, or, or Roman turns on him, right? Where he's like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not going to do it. And then Roman's like, no, you're not. And they just beat the living dog crap out of him. I could see, I could see a world where they go into it with Sami Zayn at the end of this, somehow, some way being the challenger to beat Roman Reigns. Okay. I could see. Rob, it. It's so over right now. Yeah, Rob. This would, So I, I'm going to say this, saying I don't think I want this to happen. Yeah. But wouldn't it be funny if the entire time, so he went yeah. to the Rumble yeah. and he goes – no, I'm just gonna sit down. I'll, I'll lay down in the ring for you. Yeah. Like so, WrestleMania comes. He tries to give it away, and he can't. He tries to give the for, title for like away. yeah for yeah. for two months. He goes, I'm yeah. just gonna lay in the ring. Like I don't want yeah. blah blah blah. You're the yeah. tribal chief. WrestleMania comes. He's about to lay down. Roman's walking over, and he like rolls him up, pins him, and that's it. Yeah. That would no, be that would be awful. Hysterical. I wouldn't like. I would that. die. Yeah. No, I wouldn't like it either. I just yeah. But I, I think they could do something similar to like no, you the, could, the, yeah. like the evolution build a little bit right where it's like you know, you're not going to do it. Um, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Right. And then it's just like, well, you know, how do we, what do we do? And like, you'll go in there and you'll lay down. And then Sammy's like, I, I've waited my whole life for this. Or yeah. Kevin Owens even comes in. He's like, Sammy, come on. Some, something. Right. I, I think the best case would be Sammy Zay wins the rumble next night. They come out big celebration. Roman comes out and Roman's like, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to take this title shot at WrestleMania, right? You're going to do the right thing for the bloodline. And Sami Zayn's like, I, 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 I want to challenge for the title. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we, we get the turn, you know what I mean, yeah. type deal. And then you put so much heat on Roman, bloody up Sammy, which would be great, and really kind of let it build, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after that, they just go out and have a 35-minute banger. Because And here's the other thing about Sami Zayn, too. He's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me Sami Zayn versus Roman from just a stylistic standpoint would not be amazeballs? Now, I don't know what the plan is. You know, they didn't anticipate Sami to be this long-term player in this thing. But mm-hmm. the segment they had last week to this, to everything that's building, I just don't see how the payoff cannot be something huge. He's so over right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think when you're thinking down the line of people yeah. it could be, I think yeah. it's like it really comes down to, I thought for a long time, it was like only Cody. Yeah. I think Sami Zayn could enter that picture. Yeah. I still think it should be Cody, though. Yeah, I mean, if they went that route, you're not going to hear any complaints from me. 
But if you're going from a storyline purpose where you're trying to tell this massive arc, mm -hmm. you know, to get there, I can't say that it would be like the worst thing in the world. And I don't think, and with him especially, with a guy like Sami Zayn, where you're just like, how the hell did this happen? Right? How did we get here? If yeah. Kofi Kingston can be WWE champion, I'm sorry, Sami Zayn can be WWE. Champion. No, I yeah, no, I'm you know not. I mean? I'm not saying I don't believe yeah. in Sami Zayn being a champion. No. It's just yeah, Cody. I think would be honestly a bit of a, a bigger moment. I kind of wish. I think, I think I really Sammy wish can have was, that Daniel Bryan thing where people are like, "Yeah, I did it," you know. I just, I really wish that, and maybe when the Rumble comes, they'll make a thing where yeah. the Rumble winner only challenges for one. I know they really because need to, they because really if you could do both, out. you could realistically do both stories. Yeah, right. where you have Sami Zayn turn or Roman turn on Sami, but yeah. Sami gets the number one competitorship at Elimination Chamber or something. Yeah, for sure. And then Cody wins the Rumble, and they both take the titles off of Reigns. You could do. Both stories, realistic yeah, for sure, absolutely. So, I I just think it, there's a lot of avenues here where you could man, where you could really get behind Sami Zayn in a big yeah. big way, and like all of a sudden you're like, oh you snap, look yeah, what's happening I'm, here. Yeah, I also think it depends on the Cody timeline because if he's not, yeah, I, if I he's not that, ready by Rumble, which I think he will be, but if he's not ready by Rumble, yeah, obviously I think you I would I would also thing. consider a secondary storyline where like. Kevin Owens is who is supposed to is kind of has plans on hold. They bring Kevin back to kind of get involved in this as well. And mm -hmm. Kevin kind of talks to Sammy and we somehow, I don't know how it happens just yet. Maybe it's something where Sammy looks like he's about to win the rumble and then the Usos screw him out. Something, right? Yeah. Um, or like Jay screws him out. Right. And then him and Kevin Owens face the Usos for the undisputed tag titles. That would be pretty freaking fantastic. I would actually, well. I would, I would, I think I would like that more. Yeah. That would be amazing. Cause if well. they want, if they, if they did a, Uso's Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn tag match, <laughs> and, then did, and then Reigns Cody, Cody? and oh, then yeah. Reigns Rock like the next night. Like mm -hmm. that's like, I'm just saying we, we got a lot of options here. Yeah, that's a, pretty damn, that's a pretty good one. And and because yeah. Sami and Kevin have been at the top of the card before, if they beat the Usos, it's not a shot at the Usos at that point. It's a hey, remember these guys are former Ring of Honor tag team champions, you know, and mm -hmm. they, they've been best friends forever and all that stuff. So you, there's so much story that goes along with it. So mm -hmm. something just to think about, but it's interesting nonetheless. Um, all right, let's shift, let's shift focus a little bit here. Um, let's talk college hoops. Let's talk college hoops real fast. Uh, you know, we, the beginning of the season starting out this week, uh, Michigan has had a warm-up uh, preseason game against uh, Fair State. Fair State, thank you. I was thinking Saginaw Valley for some reason, but Got the win, obviously. Um, expectations for the Wolverines are 22 in the country right now, right, Mike? Uh, and the preseason rankings, so not great, but not terrible. I mean, could be worse. Um, you lost some pieces, obviously, this year, mm -hmm. um, suffering from the whole one-and-done thing. Uh, talk to me a little bit about these Michigan Wolverines and Jawan Howard's, you know, what is this, his third season as coach? Yeah, I, I, I'm not uh... – I'm not the most optimistic about the season. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I think yeah. there are a lot of, I think the big 10 in basketball, yeah. it's just a, a force fire of good it's teams. A normally. It's a Illinois, Illinois is always good. Wisconsin's always pretty good. Iowa's always pretty good. Purdue, yeah. like there's a lot of really good teams in the big 10 for college basketball. And I don't think um, Michigan's recruiting yeah. was mm -hmm. as good as it was last going into last year. Cause going into last year, you had the Caleb Houston, Right. The Abate like hype where you had the right. five times coming in and whatever. Yep. This year, I think your highest recruit was like a four star, you know, four star transfer. Uh, it wasn't anything that's like comes off the page. It's like, oh, he's the guy. Yep. So outside of Dickinson, which yep. you can like or not like Dickinson all you want, um, there's a lot of very unproven talent, I think, mm -hmm. on this Michigan team this year going in. Yeah. I'm which I think it's scary to go into. Yeah. I'm very interested to see kind of how, uh, Jawan kind of navigates that. They don't have this, a lot, ton of veteran leadership on this team. <clears throat> Excuse me, especially the point guard position. I think that's huge. They've always had that, right? They had, um, uh, what's his name now? Uh, what what was the guy who was here for like five years? Xavier Simpson? No, the guy after that. Brooks, uh, right? Eli Brooks. Oh, Eli Brooks. Yeah, yeah. You know street I mean? combo guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you know, somebody like that 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 can really run the offense. So it's a lot. It's going to go through Hunter Dickinson. That's for damn sure. You know that going in. Yeah, that's all yeah. I got. Mm -hmm. Um, interested very much. Talk about the Spartans a little bit though, right? Tom Mizzo coming back for his nine nine hundred and thirty second season as Spartans head man. Um, not ranked. Not in one of those top five like 
maybe could be considered. And mm-hmm. that's shocking to me. I, I, I didn't think that the Spartans lost a ton of players that really like shocked the system, but maybe yeah. I don't really know the recruiting has been there for Izzo either though. Yeah. Um, Michigan state. I feel even less about, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Um, yeah. Michigan state in the same sense of Michigan, I don't think. Yeah. Has it, it, like the, the recruiting? I feel like it's been almost the same. Yeah. Actually, let me let me look at the recruiting. Class. I yeah. could be I could be just totally lying to everyone about this. Right. But the last time I looked, it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like it normally would. I think Michigan, Michigan State just had bad recruiting years in general. That's so yeah. that's why I just don't have this expectation that they're just gonna have. Yeah. yeah. So Michigan, so Michigan came in with. Um, four four star players mm-hmm. in their last in this in twenty twenty three recruiting class. Michigan State only had two four stars commit. Yikes! Three total commits this yeah. year. So, yeah, I'm interested um, to kind of see what Izzo does. You know, they've kind of been up and down, up and down, up and down lately. So I'm very interested to kind of see where the Spartans are at. You know, I can yeah. never count Tom Izzo out ever. You know, he's one of those no. where he just gets the best out of his players. Mm-hmm. Um. So interesting, you know, to kind of see. But, you know, I'm really interested to kind of see both teams and kind of how they mature throughout the year because, you know, we, we were talking a couple of years ago, like, I don't really know what the hell this Michigan team's going to look like, and all of a sudden, you know, we're at the Elite Eight. So it's like yeah. it's kind of one of those wait-and-see approach a little bit, you know, but it definitely looks like they've got a tall task. You know, Illinois is going to be good. Wisconsin's going to be good. Ohio State's always pretty consistent, you know. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of teams in the Big Ten, especially – that it's going to make the – you're going to know what this team is. Let's put it that yeah. way at the end of the day. Yeah, so the thing that shocks me about the Big Ten is we say how good all these teams are. Yeah. There are only three teams ranked in the top 25 from the Big Ten going really? into the season. So Illinois is ranked 23, Michigan's really? ranked 22, and Indiana's ranked 13th. Wow. They're the only teams that are ranked. So we are just talking about how awesome all these teams are, and only three of them got ranked. But – also, the preseason ranking for college football is like Alabama was number one. Yeah, you know Georgia won the championship, and now Alabama doesn't even look like they're going to make the SEC championship. So, and these preseason that, rankings really don't know much. So. And, you know, and, and, you know, Mike, you brought it up, so let's get into it. Let's talk some college football here. Huge week, and I mean huge. I think this might have been the most. Oh my gosh! Like, so in, much movement. Important. So week. much movement. Oh my goodness! Do we have the college football playoff rankings week two yet? Is that no? Is that so they come on. Week? They come on Tuesdays. Of course they do because they're assholes. But um, so we uh, don't have I, it. I mean, we do have the we do have the uh, the AP top twenty five poll. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can use that. Uh, that came out this morning. As so so as of right now, and I don't see this it being very time. different from this. Yeah. So right now we got Georgia at one, which no I don't think anyone's Shocker. gonna. Yeah. Ohio State two. Michigan three, TCU four, yeah, and Tennessee five. That makes sense. With Oregon at six, LSU seven, USC eight. Man, Georgia's win over Oregon just keeps looking better and better because Oregon's finally playing good basketball, playing basketball, playing good football. Yeah. Um, Georgia's as locked into the final four as you can get. Yeah, they beat Oregon. A catastrophic collapse here. Yeah, because yeah. like I think even if they lose like a like if they if they for some reason they can lose like the a, SEC championship top, game and they still yeah. get it. SEC, or even if they lose at Kentucky kind of close or something, it's like when you beat Oregon, who's like number six, and yeah. you beat Tennessee, who was number one, who's number five. So, like, benefit of the down year, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and they're also so in the SEC in general, yeah. they are six and oh in conference play. Yeah. Tennessee's four and one, but they need to lose two, which yeah. they're not going to lose two. Um, and they're nine no overall, so like there's no one even close. So Georgia's going to be in the SEC championship game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, Bama going down to LSU and last second uh, two point conversion for the win in overtime. Whew, uh, that's rough. So this is going to be the first time in a long time that we're not talking about Alabama when it comes to January. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I think I think the last time was the LSU in 2019. Was yeah. the last time they weren't. Um, yeah, because they the got final four. Yeah, because yeah. that LSU team was ridiculous. Um, but you know, let, let's, let's, let's bring it home here for just a second. Um, oh, oh, you know, Ohio state rough game. And I mean, yeah. rough game against Northwestern, their offense looks completely out of sync right now. Yeah. So, so the asterisks with the Ohio state game yeah. is they played in 45 mile an hour wins. Yeah. Could so, so throwing the ball was just not really an option. Yeah. And so I, I think it's by the six for 15 or whatever that he was. Yeah. I think, I think the, Northwestern just put nine people in the box or like try to throw the ball past 15 yards. And, you know, 
can't sometimes. Yeah. It's, well, it's, they even had they struggled against Penn State. They've struggled yeah. against Iowa now. Yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, I'll say Ohio State has not looked good. Yeah. But this last game was like a no, no, no. Yeah, can't take it on face value, right? Kind of um, you know, so there's that, and then coming back to Michigan, uh, tale of two halves. If you're gonna say it, good lord, uh, mm-hmm. I was not happy at all going into half. Quite frankly, you know, and my, you know, it's funny. My dad texts me. I want to get your opinion on this, Mike. My dad texts me after the Rutgers game, and he goes, "Michigan should be ranked higher than OSU." And I said, "I don't think that's accurate." And he's like, "You struck Ohio State struggled against a one and eight team, and Michigan just blew out Rutgers by thirty. And I go, "Yeah, but you were down to Rutgers at half, number one." And I go, "Number two, I go, you, you, they won the game." I go, "You can't. You've done nothing to show that you are technically a better football team than Ohio State yet. I don't think mm-hmm. you have. I don't think you've done anything that Ohio State hasn't done." You're both yeah. undefeated. You both don't really have a quote-unquote signature win. I mean, technically Penn State, I guess. But yeah. Penn State lost to both of you relatively easily. I was not a statement win. Notre Dame is, I guess, okay. But, like, Michigan doesn't have any other statement win, really. They, they have been coasting yeah. for the most part. I don't oh. know. I just I just don't think you, can, you have the evidence yet to say that you're better than Ohio State until you beat them. Yeah. No, I think – I mean – I think this is why they're going to be two and three for the rest of the year. Yeah. Unless, unless one loses, obviously, but right. I think right. they're going to be two and three until they play each other mm-hmm. because Ohio state did beat Notre Dame who did beat the number four team in the country. Yeah. So that's right. like a, that's, a, that's a helpful there. Um, they also went to Penn state and beat Penn state, yeah. which comes home against Penn state. Yeah. Um, so all that being said, I would have Ohio state at two, but at yeah. the end of the day, it doesn't matter no. because if, if Ohio State loses to Michigan, then it doesn't Michigan matter anyway. Too. Yeah, so it exactly. Like, it a thousand matter. percent. Um, your thoughts uh, on the Michigan performance um, this week against Rutgers? Because I was not happy. I was not happy at all. Now the block punt, okay, you know, yeah, it is what it is. But like, was not happy at all. It, it definitely felt like somebody went and said, "Hey, by the way, you're the number five team in the country, and you're playing Rutgers." And they went, "Oh yeah, I forgot." And then yeah. they woke up. You know what's really funny was I was in a movie and I didn't watch the first half. Yeah. And then I walked over mm-hmm. to the bar to, at the start of the second half. Yeah. And Josh was like, "Yo, Michigan's like playing pretty rough right now." I was like, yeah. "Oh, really?" I sat back down to back picks. I know. I watched it. He back back picked. He scored yeah. like three straight touchdowns in like four minutes, and I was yeah. like, 90 seconds for the first two." Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "I was like, are, are they playing bad?" I was yeah. like, "I was like, what's going on?" Because like yeah. when I was watching it, the second half, they were awesome. Right. Uh, first half, obviously, they put it in. So, um, yeah, I'm not. I think Michigan's just at that point now where they're just waiting for as long as we win. As long as they win the game, very much matter. it feels like. I feel like Ohio State's kind of like that too. I don't I, like, like both. I think really both of them, like, the like yeah. I think Northwestern, they knew. And then, again, high wind and everything. But here's Northwestern, the other, they're like, we can just run, run, run. Yeah. They were doing that wildcat there. offense and stuff. But here's the other thing too I keep trying to tell people like, they were really, re- they were really hoping Northwestern was going to win. And I go, it doesn't matter. No, like, actually, like, you know what I mean. Like, realistically, it, really it looks worse if Ohio State loses, before. and then you lose to them. Yes, because now you, you okay. So Northwestern can beat them, but you can't. It just doesn't. Yeah. It, it, either way, you have like, to beat Ohio State to get to where if, you want. To if, go. if Michigan wants a playoff shot in a loss, you need a three point loss. Yeah. To an undefeated Ohio State team, right? Because then you can go. Okay, Tennessee got blown out by Georgia. Yep. Ohio State or Michigan lost by three. Ohio yeah. State, which one do you take? And Bama's going to have three losses by the time the season's over. Yeah. So then, like, oh, your signature win against Bama is against a, the worst Bama team we've had in 10 years. Right. It's like, exactly. it's like there's a strong debate there that yeah. Michigan could get in over Tennessee. Who I think it's the team that you'd be competing for. Right. Get that slot, probably. A thousand percent. Yeah, for sure. So, just, just a ton of movement there. Uh, you know. A lot of movement. Clemson's like 12 now. It's it's Finally, not, not, they're yeah. terrible, dude. They're not good. Yeah. They're, they're not. They're not a good football team. When you have to bench your quarterback and then go back, and be like, no, no, he's our guy still. Like, no, he's not. You can't. You can't be freaking Syracuse, who was actively trying to give the game away to you, and you yeah. still couldn't capitalize. Like, figure it out. Yeah, it's exciting. TCU having a real shot. TCU's now. got a hard they, schedule too. They've been kicking everyone's ass. They're just like, yeah. hey, we're just gonna suck it up and deal with it. I'm, I'm next, thrilled for TCU. The next two weeks, they play Texas and Baylor on the road. So yeah. It's like not, God, not they just games. they just keep getting slapped in the face every yeah. single week. And that's week. the hard part for Michigan, right? Is because you look at your schedule and you go, oh, "We play Connecticut." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's like, yeah, not not the best case. Yeah. So Michigan has no choice but to win. Ohio State has no choice but to win. 
Yeah. Um, because I do think, yeah, I do the think, conference is down. Yeah, I, I do think with how everything's playing out, I do yeah. think there's an outside shot that you can make the argument that like, I think the loser of the Big Ten of this game between Ohio State and Michigan, yeah. I think will be like, okay, do you want this team or one of these other two teams yeah. for the final spot? Yeah. Another thing and even, think honestly, about too, it USC could be the final two spots. Yeah, yeah. USC still in this, right? They've only Oregon's got one still loss. In it. Oregon's still in it. Lots of lots of moving pieces still, for sure. Tennessee very much still in it, right? You've got a lot of things kind of up Tennessee's, in the air. Tennessee's about the exact same spot that the loser in Ohio State-Michigan game is yeah. because they're not going to be able to beat the SEC championship game. Right. So they're just kind of sitting there at 11 and one, like, okay, here's hoping. Hope, hope, hope I can get in. Yeah, exactly. And then when they tell, hey, we're going to the Rose Bowl, and everyone goes, no one cares. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, I do, want to hit on, I, I do want to hit on the Spartans, though, as well, because this was a huge win. They pull off yeah, the upset Illinois. against Illinois. Illinois, seven and one going into the year or going into this game. They come out, pull off the upset. Illinois has a chance to win at the end, can't get it done. Uh, Michigan State gets the win. Um, in, in a in a situation where um, uh, you know Mel Tucker's job, his his you know his principles are being called into question, right? With all of the um, the Michigan State Michigan brawl stuff, and we're not going to get into that. If you want to talk about that, you can go listen to some other place. At this point, it's 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 old news. But Michigan State rallying. And getting a huge win on the road against a seven one a hot Illinois team that's huge that is huge for Mel Tucker in the in the future of this program. Yeah, no, it was it was probably the biggest win because everyone that was the one game everyone was like, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna win this one. I think yeah. a lot of like, the betting number was like eighty five percent of the money was on Illinois or something oh, crazy. Yeah. Like it was like no one had any right mind that you lose eight players on on. On your team, I think a lot of them are defensive players, and you're going to yep. go out and beat a seven and one Illinois team at, yep. on the, in Champaign. It wasn't even like in Michigan State; it was on the road too. Yep. Um, so, heads yep. off to Michigan State. Probably their best win and their only other win. Yeah. No, exactly. So it's it's kind of one of those, you know. I think it's huge, right? Coming yep. off a loss to Michigan, or Michigan basically just had the way with you, you know, the whole mm-hmm. time. Um, coming out out of the debacle that was the brawl in the tunnel and stuff. Um, it's just one of those scenarios where you just go, okay, all right, maybe, yep. maybe we're back. Right. And that's a big, mm-hmm. that's a big, maybe we can big, start finding something. Yeah. Big time win for Mel Tucker in Michigan state for sure. Um, all right, let's just focus here a little bit. Let's talk some NFL, Mike. Um, let's talk, let's talk lions first, and then we'll go to the whole league. Cause I do think, uh, important. Um, so a couple big notes, right. Coming out of lions camp. Number one, Aubrey Pleasant, he gone. He fired as the backs coach and and pass game coordinator. Um, Mm -hmm. Their safety coach, whose name is escaping me at the moment, was taking over for that. Um, And then the uh, the other news is TJ Hawkinson. He gone. He's in Minnesota. He's a Minnesota Viking. Uh, The Lions trade him a fourth round pick and then a conditional fourth that could be a fifth or something depending on some they win a playoff game yeah and the lions get back a second rounder this year and a third rounder next um, year and a third rounder next year so not necessarily a um uh a a necessarily a uh whatchamacallit um a addition of picks i guess but some pick swaps right and yeah it was basically the cap relief Yes, yeah. it was because yeah. they, they released what was it, like $9.3 yeah, so, million. Yeah. So, so, so Tawkinson's fifth year option, which was picked up by the Lions, mm-hmm. uh, is I think $9.3 million or 9.9, something like that, get fully guaranteed. So mm-hmm. Minnesota's going to be on the hook for that now. The Lions did not engage in any real long term contract extension with TJ. Um, and, and, you know, I, it was kind of clear, I think. I don't know how you felt about it, but it, be, it was becoming more and more clear that they probably aren't going to resign him. It just did not feel like he's just, he hasn't taken off. Like, yeah, I think we were expecting. Um, and and the, the unfortunate part about that is I, I think if you had, if, if we're, if we're getting rid of golf next year and yeah. you had like a Bryce Young or something in yeah. there, I think Hawkinson could explode with an explosive Maybe. quarterback but, with that. But here's but, the thing. He had so. Stafford for three years. Yeah. And, and, it, and, you know, and I get it. They had Marvin Jones and had Kenny Galladay and they had a couple of guys, but like we, his best season, his best year, a pro bowl year, Logan Thomas 
from the Washington Redskins, a converted quarterback with Taylor Heineke throwing him the ball, had a better year. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'm not going to come on the show and talk bad about TJ. I can say he sucked. He did. He was a good. He is a very good player. Yeah. However, if you are the Lions, and I think this is something to be careful of when you're a Lions fan here, you know, that come out now and said, "Yeah, this was a rebuild. No shit." Um, are you really in a position if you're the Detroit Lions? to pay TJ Hawkinson 13 to $15 million a year? I hope not. <laughs> the answer is no, right? Like, let's be real here, right? Are you in a position to pay top five money in a non-premium position, not quarterback, not pass rusher, not left or not left tackle, not right tackle, not defensive end or corner, right? Tight end. Are you in the position to make him a top five pay or even maybe even the highest paid tight end in the, in the league? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. no. The answer is unequivocally no. You're not going to tell me right now that TJ Hawkinson is the difference between this team being six and two or two and six. He's just not. No tight end is, quite frankly. No, I think you don't well, have Travis Kelsey. I was going to say Travis Kelsey would yeah. be that guy. But, but I was and, and, and I am no. the frustration, I think, for Lions fans is the fact that he was a number eight overall pick and he was touted as it's great complete ba- complete guy great run blocker and, all, and it has not come to fruition good player yes is he top 5 at his position though the answer is probably no probably no so all those things combined well, along with the fact that you don't want to pay this cat 12 13 14 15 million dollars a year you probably got to get something for him mm-hmm. I, I don't mind the move. I understand mm-hmm. the move, quite frankly, because they're realizing, and I do think this is a little bit of blame on us as fans. I do think there was a lot of hype about this football team going into the season, right? You had hard knocks. Hutchinson's coming home. They make the big splash move for Jameis Williams, right? You just kind of felt like, man, end of the season ended so strong. This is going to be an awesome year. And then I think everybody got a hard dose of reality when they realized, man, we are so thin at so many critical positions. And I think people are finally starting to be like, yeah, this is not a good football team. They don't have the talent yet to be a good football team. Um, so I don't mind this move. They now have at least, they have what, five picks in the first 65 mm-hmm. now going into this? Yeah, um, they, they technically have technically yeah. have three first-round picks. Right. Because the Dolphins are forfeiting their pick. Yeah. So instead of 33, they actually get like 30. Well, they pick 33, but right. there's only 32 Are picks. they even still first anymore with the win today? No. Still- you know yeah. where they went to? Five. five? That's what I thought. Six. Yeah. Uh, but I'm anyway, so sad. Right. But either way, right? But yeah, no, so, not, not anymore. But yes. Yeah. They were so one, all those things considered, right? I do not agree with the thought of, well, if you didn't want to keep them, then, you know, you could have still let them go and got a third round compensatory. That That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, in the slightest. Um, I, I don't know. How did you feel about the trade um, going out of it? I, I didn't really have an issue with it. I kind of no. kind of saw it coming, quite frankly. I, I, kind I was of kind of surprised I went to Minnesota, but outside of that. I'm surprised I went to Minnesota. I was just a little upset that we didn't get like a little more. And not like a little more. I just didn't want to give up. Yeah, more picks. Yeah. More picks. Like yeah. like we kind of like, in a sense, it was just two like pick swaps. Yeah. And, a salary and a salary, and a salary dump. dump. Yeah. Um, I wish we would have just like gotten the second and third and maybe gave them a third or something or gave yeah. them the whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, now we get the extra pick or whatever. So we would yeah. like a two for one for the picks. Um, that was kind of my only thing. Other than that, I was like, I think I think it's I think it makes sense. It's totally worth it. Yeah, I um yeah, I didn't, you know, I, I thought that the compensation was okay. I like getting a second rounder in the deal, quite frankly, right? I'll move up those 35 spots or whatever it is, you know, to go get that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Minnesota is going to do what Minnesota is going to do. But at the end of the day, you have ammunition now. It is very clear and abundant to me. They're going to take a quarterback in this year's draft. Yeah, I don't know how else you can say that at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you can watch Jared Goff play and not think that. But I think even without today's win, which was awesome, by the way, great job by the Lions getting that win over the Packers today, which, by the way, if the Packers lose and the Lions win next week, they're in second place in the division, which is insane. Um, that's how bad the NFC North is this year. But well, yeah, it's funny because we'd be second, but we were just like four six and a half games, games out, four yeah. and a half games out of first place because the Vikings are seven and one. It's that's wild. 
They should be. They should be closer because they should have beat Minnesota. But we'll talk. That's that's another topic. But sure. anyway, we'd be three and a half games away, so four and a half. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but overall, though, right? It's one of those situations where you just, you know, it, it it was time. I think it was time, and it was one of those you kind of saw. That's the only guy they had to give to trade for, really. So you know, it, it is mm-hmm. kind of what it is. But speaking of the NFL trade deadline, though, lots of moves happened as well, right? The Hawkinson yeah. one was big. This this felt like the NBA trade deadline. It did. In it the NFL. did. A lot of weird moves. We've already talked about the Christian McCaffrey stuff a couple weeks ago. Chase Claypool going to the Bears from Pittsburgh for a second-round second pick. Round pick. Here's weird. the thing I don't get about this trade, though. The Bears could have just taken George Pickens. They could have. They could have taken George Pickens, and instead they now have to trade a, a, a second-rounder just yeah, to get a guy that George Pickens made indispensable because mm-hmm. it's playing so well. It just doesn't – you know what I mean? It's like – Little backwards logic. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a little miss, but they're trying to make up for it. Yeah, so. right. They're like, no, oh, maybe we just we need a guy. Uh interested to kind of see that dynamic. Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, yeah. both big play guys for yeah, Justin with Montgomery Fields. as a running back, you're giving him yeah. some a little yeah, bit of Cole Komet as a tight end who's I'm not saying I'm not gonna say good, but he's serviceable if nothing yeah. else. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, so Chicago's trying to make a little bit of a run at there. They clearly feel Justin Fields is their guy who's playing pretty well so far. I had a great day on the run on the on the ground today. Um what, what else am I missing? Naheem Hines went to Buffalo? Yes. Well, Naheem Hines went to Buffalo. Yeah, and uh, they traded back like Zach Moss or something. And uh, I pick. Yeah. Um, I think the big one yeah, was uh, Bradley Chubb. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, this is something ginormous here. Yeah. I have a question about this move. Now, thank you for bringing it up because they did sign him to a long term extension as well, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell the Denver Broncos doing? <laughs> because so you get a first round pick in return. Right. I have. I don't think they know. Actually, I don't. Like, I think we have to ask them because I don't think they know. I don't get it. You go from we're all in. We got Russell Wilson to now we're trading off our best defensive asset. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't tell me. Tell me how that makes any sense to me. You just gave Russell Wilson three gajillion dollars to be average, and not even that. He's terrible. Yeah, Russell bad. Wilson's bad. Yeah. A lot of bad quarterback play from a lot of big names out there. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers, three picks against the Lions defense. What is happening? Yeah, you know, was, yeah. Stafford looks like he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Brady yeah, who just, outside who just, of today. Yeah, I was going to say they just won. Brady yeah. just won today. Brady so. just won Brady's with a great throw, but Brady's looked terrible this year, right? Um, but anyway, back to my – I don't understand the move. Yeah. I don't I, understand I, it. I, I think Miami – finesse the crap out of Denver and I don't know how they did it because I was like I, I I that was like the one player yeah I think would be like almost untouchable no shit you'd be like like the best defensive player hey let's not trade him it's like if the Lions are like oh we're gonna try to win now we're trading Jeff Okuda it's like yeah, you're like, wait, I, what? What's yeah, that? Right. It's like backward logic. Really and Jerry Jacobs. Who Jerry Jacobs, by the way, had a great day today. Yeah, Jerry Jacobs um, good. Um, but you're like, but, what? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, we just traded for. That's like honestly, if the Lions were like, hey, we're gonna trade for Aaron Rodgers, and then we're gonna trade away every, everybody. Doesn't yeah, make any sense. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, you know, on the Miami side, it's a little interesting because. I don't know if Miami's good enough to be going all in. Yes, I think but they're not say, better than the Chiefs. Yeah, so they're not better I, than Buffalo. I would say for Miami's purposes, AFC is very interesting in the yeah. sense that I think if they get, I think the teams that get into the playoffs, yeah, I think anything can happen. Like yeah, I really sure. think because yeah. I think I think a lot of the AFC teams are very hot and cold. Like yeah. we watched Buffalo. Lose the, the Jets, Jets yep. you know, like the Chiefs randomly lose to the Colts, but then blow out everyone else they play for some reason. So it's like I, I do think there's a, a a world where maybe goes to the playoffs and they're just a mismatch against yeah. like the Chiefs. Right, Chiefs carries bad, and they just go all right, Tyree, just run all over the place. You know what I mean? Like I, I think they're good lord. That's, what, that's literally their plan is Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill run them really fast. Um. The thing like, team. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I can say, like, like I think Miami's probably like. I mean, they're a good playoff team. Yeah, they're, I, they're, I can't, I can't put them above the Chiefs or Buffalo in any. Yeah, I can't say going in that I would bet them to, to beat them. Yeah, but there is a world where in the division around they match up with 
Bills. Yeah. And they beat the Bills. Like, I, I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think they're good enough to make a run. Yeah. They're okay. They're like the Bengals from last year to me, I feel like. Yeah. I think they have the talent to make the run, but I don't believe that they can make the run. This NFL season's wide open. It is, yes. there is not a single team. I, I, and here's the thing I understand the Eagles are undefeated. Okay, I, I, I don't. They, I think they're beatable. Very I very. I do too. When you look at the record and you look at who they beat, I can't go out there and tell well, them, like, oh, this team is a is a buzzsaw. Yeah, like I don't Eagles, see that. The Eagles had the easiest schedule going into this year, right? Like just in general, right? And it's exactly. so bad. And right. They played the, the NFC they, North. They were playing the NFC North and stuff. Right. Like they had the easiest schedule. They going played in. Houston last week. Yeah, after Thursday football. Yeah, yeah exactly. Terrible. Um. But like you look at like like if the Chiefs had the easiest schedule in football, yeah, they'd be they would be undefeated too. Like I, I think the Eagles are good, but I think they're also like I want to see the Tennessee Titans of last year, but they're like that team, like the they're the Tennessee. Uh, you know what they are? They're the Tennessee Titans of like ten years ago when they went like fourteen and two, or they're the Packers lost. that went fifteen, yeah, and, 15 one. and one, and you go, mm, and then they lost in the first round. And you go, yeah, I'm not all that shocked. Like I wouldn't be shocked if they play Tampa in the first round and Tampa and goes. Yeah, they just win. Yeah, yeah right. Tampa wins as a six seed or a three seed yeah. or whatever because they're it's, just here. Let me put it this way: if they play the Niners today, I don't think they beat the Niners. I don't think so either. I, I just don't. I don't see how they beat the Forty Nine with the way Chris McCaffrey played last week. I just don't see it happening. Anyway, yeah. um, but yeah. So that so like I think it's very. I think the AFC is a little less wide open because I do think it's like those Chiefs and then everybody it. else and then everybody. But else. but like I said, I think a team like Baltimore, Cincinnati, if they get hot, Miami are all teams that are like. If we put on a great performance, we can easily beat you. There's I think a there's, lot of bad, of, there's a lot of bad football happening right now in the NFL. There's a lot of bad NFC football happening. Yes, that's staggering, actually, yeah. how much bad football is happening. Um, yeah, I just, you know, it's one of those situations. What else? Is there any other big trades that have? I know Pittsburgh traded for a corner, but, you know, Pittsburgh's terrible as well. Um, pretty bad. Um, anything else? Me, I'm, I'm looking through some of these teams here. Um, did anyone make a splash move here? Uh, I guess we could talk about the hypothetical Rams going to trade the entire farm and more to try to get people, and no one wanted to trade with them. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I know they were in on the Christian McCaffrey deal. They were also um, in Brian Burns deal. Yeah, that didn't happen. They wanted to try to get Brian. They were going to try to trade like two or three first round picks for Brian Burns, and they said right. no, which I thought was crazy. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, the other one was um, Atlanta traded uh, Calvin Ridley to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jack, for- I forgot because because he's not going to play this year. But I forgot. Here's what I don't understand about that trade. I think that's the other real kind of big one of the day. Um, mm-hmm. Oh no, Roquan Smith to the to Baltimore. That was also big. That was also big. Yeah. Um, but the 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 Jaguars trade was interesting because I go. So we've got Marvin Jones under contract. We've got. Christian uh, Kirk. We've got Christian Kirk for a gajillion dollars. We've got Jamal Agnew for like seven million a pop. We've got Zay Jones for quite a bit of money. What? Why? Why do we need Calvin Ridley as well? Like, isn't Christian Kirk supposed to be the guy? Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna look at Jacksonville. What we got next year. Maybe yeah. maybe there's a guy, uh let's see. So wide receivers, they have so Marvin Jones, this is, is last year. Agent? He's a free yeah, he's agent. a free okay. agent next year. Uh, Christian Kirk is here forever. Yeah. Jamal Agnew's got two years. Zay Jones got three years, and then Ridley's got yeah the twenty twenty three season. But I guess he's kind of just replacing Marvin Jones. I guess for three mil for three more million dollars. Right. The other big trade, uh, Roquan Smith going to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why Baltimore is always good. It's because they do some moves like this. Yeah. Leading tackle in the NFL. You're not going to stay in, you know, a second and a fifth in AJ Klein for Roquan Smith. I'd have done that deal all day, twice on Sunday. Uh, Roquan Smith's awesome. The mm-hmm. Lions desperately needed a Ro- needed or need a Roquan Smith in the yeah. worst way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like somebody like that who's just like, oh yeah, he's an All-Pro linebacker day one. Mm-hmm. That's what they need. Uh, Canarius Tony going to the Chiefs. I don't understand how the Giants can just completely give up on their first round pick from a year ago. What gave yeah. the Chiefs a really good return man to help with their special teams because their special teams generally is pretty bad. So yeah. I just don't I don't get that one. Robert Quinn going to Philadelphia. Um that happened, you know. That yeah, that was a, that was a you know, but you know, for a fourth round pick, clearly a salary dump by Chicago. 
And mm-hmm. that's the part that's interesting to me is Chicago is like, okay, we got to get Robert Quinn out the books. He's our best pass rush. You trade Rokon Smith, but then you go trade for Chase Claypool. I'm like, some of these moves, I get it. Claypool's still on his rookie deal. So you're trying to get picks, but at the same time, you're not good enough to really compete for anything. I, I don't know. I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand the give and take. Like, the, like if the Lions went and traded for Roquan Smith and gave up a ton of assets and then traded away TJ Hawkinson, I'd go, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Which which message are you trying to send? Are we loading up for? Are we trying to get better picks so that we can get some? You know, we can address some major issues here, or are we trying to win seven games this year? Yeah. What which one are you trying to accomplish here? Um, you know, I think you know. I'm just gonna tell you straight out. The game plan for the Lions should be spend as much money as you need to defensively to get some proven players in your spec on the secondary and everything else, and then on your you need to draft a quarterback. And then you need to draft and, and insulate him the best you can. That's that needs to be the game plan for the Lions in the offseason. Is you need to spend money on good linebackers and other defensive players, whoever you need at this point. If Kirby Joseph <laughs> is your starter, Tracy Walker's there, you got Okuda, you need at least two corners, five linebackers. <laughs> I mean, Derek Barnes, I guess, and Melvin uh, are fine, but I was gonna say you need like four. Yeah, four. yeah. Yeah, four. Yeah, yeah maybe. A um, couple D linemen would be nice. Yeah. Yep. Offensively, you know, it's funny because I'm like, offensively, I don't think they need that much. Offensively, you probably need a tight end. Yeah, and end. maybe and maybe another stable running back. Yeah, and a running back. back. And a running back. And then probably another receiver at some point, just because you don't know, you know, DJ Chark may not be here next year. Josh yeah. Rounds only has one more deal. Amon Ra, Jamison Williams, but you need other guys in addition to that. Um, and you need a quarterback. Uh, it, here's the deal. I'm going to say it now, and I don't think it's all that big of a shock. I, I don't even think it matters how the rest of the season plays out. They are going to be using both of those first-round picks to draft one player. Yes. There's I, your, I, I don't see any if, situation if where they if do at, not package up to move up. If they're anywhere from three to, like, seven, yeah. they're packaging both those and shooting up. Yeah. And they're going to take Bryce Young. I, I would I suspect the take part. It's gonna be Bryce Young. I don't care. I don't care how short he is. I don't care what you think about Alabama quarterbacks. He's clearly better than Stroud. He is clearly better than Slovis or Slevis or Levis, Will Levis from Kentucky. Yeah, Will Levis. Yeah, Levis, whatever. And Hayden Hooker. I, I'm not a Hayden Hooker guy. I'm sorry, I'm not taking a 25-year-old guy who's only has two years starting. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not happening. Um, but that's the plan. But yeah, uh, so I mean, if you had to, if you had to do it right now, Mike, give me two teams from each. Uh, let's do three. Give me three teams from each conference that you think are legitimately Super Bowl bound. Because oh. the Packers, you, we heard, were in on trade deadline talks, right? Trying to get Darren Waller. They tried to get a couple of receivers. And everyone's like, "No, screw you. We hate the Packers." And I'm like, "Good. That's exactly the right model to have." Um, give me three teams in each conference coming out of trade deadline week, and don't say the Lions because that's my pick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, NFC wise, we go 49ers. Yeah, Niners look really good. Nine, I mean, I have the Niners coming out of the NFC right now. I don't yeah. think there's a team that beats them. Um, Philly and, and Minnesota. It's a toss up between them and Dallas. Yeah, I don't like Dallas. See, I like Dallas. See, here's the problem with both is I only like one side of the ball a lot. Yeah. I think I, I guess I maybe like Vikings defense a little more, but like I love Kirk Dallas's Cousins defense. Is, Kirk Cousins is so awful, though. Well, yeah. So like I love Dallas's defense, yeah. and I really like Vikings offense. I don't like their other very yeah. much. And I thing. actually, and I, think I get Dallas worried. beats Minnesota. By the way, if they were in a playoff game today, I think Dallas wins because I, think I do Kirk too. Cousins so that's, that's kind of that's why I have that's Dallas my three. That's fair. Um, I don't think there's another team. I think Tampa is like the dark horse to get hot in the NFC and kind of like yeah. there in the Rams NFC are out of it. Their offensive line is so bad. Yeah, and Seattle, Seattle is good, but they'll get beat by Philly. Yeah, or something. Seattle's playing on hope and a prayer right now. They're just yeah. they're just saying screw it and they're gonna win games just because they want to show they can. Yeah, yeah. Um, like they'll win ten games. They might even uh, they probably won't win the division. They'll probably be the five or six seed or something, yeah. and then just get beat by like 49ers or something in the first. Like they're good, but not like they're 
Okay, AFC, um, AFC, AFC Chiefs and Buffalo. Chiefs right? and Buffalo are pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, if you had to pick one more, that's I would, why I did three because I was like, well, two is easy for the AFC. So I got. Yeah, AFC is really easy. Um, even outside of those two, I think you could go Baltimore. I think you could go Miami. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Chargers when they're way too banged up. They literally have an injury in everywhere. Yeah. They played today without until, their until their OC. So. Yeah. The crazy part is they have like, I think nineteen injuries and they're five and three still. And I was like, I don't know how you're winning games. They don't have their top three or four receivers and they still won today. I know it was insane. Um, Who they play? The Atlanta. Oh wow. In 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 Atlanta, but um, yeah, I would say Miami, Baltimore, Chiefs, Bills. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys. That's gonna be this out there. Yeah, I know. It's tough. Uh, that's going to be it, though, for this week's show, guys. Uh, next week, I mean, I'm sure we'll be talking Michigan again and, you know, checking in on those college football playoff rankings for sure. Uh, we're going to be previewing full gear for AEW next weekend. Mike and I are going to see that in theaters, which will be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, who else is going with us, by the way? I just have an open thing. Oh, okay. Sounds trying good. to get Josh from, but... Gotcha. Okay, big Josh. All right. Sounds big good. Josh from. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the missing whale man, he is the Merck Zone Mike Merkel. I am the mouth of Michigan Robin Tiger, and we will see you guys as always next time. <laughs>